0: Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to be a person of faith, and a culture against faith. So let's, let's talk about healing, this big, broad, very general idea of healing. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that look like? Um,
1: yeah, it's a great question. I mean... What does it look like? Well, what it looks like from like the most basic fundamental Christian perspective is that Genesis 1 and 2 told us a story of the way in which God intended life to be in order. Yeah. It was at peace. It was beautiful. It was reflective of God and the way in which God wanted to interact and be known. Um, and then Genesis 3 this idea of rebellion around the concept of power, right? If you remember the serpent's temptation to the man and the woman is, did God say you'd actually die? Yeah. So he uses doubt, which is unfortunate because of the way in which it impacts the self image, mm-hmm. right? And so he uses doubt. And then the serpent says, Did God say you'd really die? No, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. And so the serpent saying that and then partaking is a pursuit of additional power. Knowledge is power, right? We've seen that throughout history. And so knowing good from evil and being like God is a further pursuit of power, but it's pursuing likeness of God in a wrong way. And so what that does is that is called sin, personified sin. This idea that we've rebelled against our divine likeness in pursuit of the things that are actually God, um, in the name of God, but for something else that's negative or contrary to God, that's sin. And Paul says that sin brings about death. And so when I tell people all the time that I'm a Christian and I get a lot of skeptics, um, because, you know, there's a lot of skeptics in the world. Yeah. And they always go, well, why do I need to be saved from sin? Like, I don't need to be saved from sin. And I'm like, and they always give me some argument about why sin is a stupid concept. And I'm like, I didn't tell you you needed to be saved from sin. You need to be saved from death. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's death in the world? Yeah okay, cool, do you think that you need some kind of reconciliation to that problem? Well, yeah. Okay, that's what Christianity is offering you. Christianity is not saying that you're saved from your sins. Yeah, you are, but only by proxy because Christianity is trying to solve the real problem that's introduced in Genesis chapter 3. The problem that God told you was introduced in Genesis chapter 2 is that it's the problem of death. And so when we talk about a category of healing, the way in which I think the foundational premise of that is healing is a concept of we are healing, we are repairing, we are growing from the effects of sin and death in the world, the way in which sin and death has directly impacted and experienced and our, impacted us in our experience with
0: sin and death. Okay. Do
1: you understand? you following? Yes. You got qualms?
0: no qualms I, I wonder so in in big meta yes absolutely okay um uh, i think that it when you put it that way yeah it seems real simple and it sounds like oh jesus is the answer
1: oh no no no! Right? i didn't like, say like, that yeah no, yeah, no, yeah no i
0: know i know but like that's where my brain was Got and it. so i was like that's why i had a weird look on my face because it was like oh, no, this, comp- this, this this conversation is way more complicated no, no, no. It than absolutely just fixing is. death.
1: No, 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 it absolutely is. But what I mean is when I talk about healing, what are you healing from? Yeah. Well, you're healing from the experiences of death. sin and death. Yes. No, sin and well, death. Yes. Because sin is also the corruption of things. Sin is rape. Sin is the the... Like, violating people with power. Sin is oppression. Sin is all those things. Sin brings about death.
0: Yeah, but is not sin a product of death? Is Uh, sin not an experience of death?
1: No, I think sin is the thing that causes death.
0: Mm, okay. But
1: death is the problem. Sin is the vehicle in which death exists in the world. Okay. And so, yes, Jesus solves the issue of sin. Jesus does in, you know, in... Christian terms save us from our sins, but what we're really saved from is death. And that's why it's an eschatological term. That's why, that's why salvation is always this like, well, it's hope for something better because, well, we don't do that. People that identify as a Christian or faithful Christians in their daily lives today still die. Salvation is a strictly eschatological term. And so when we talk about healing, we are healing from the experiences of sin and death. Because there's also a negative impact of death, like, in arm's, ring, in arm's length, right? Like, when someone's parent dies or someone close to them dies. Yeah. Um, and all of those are the experiences of sin, right? Um, at least in the biblical metaphor, right? So, that's the foundational premise. When I talk about healing, that's what I mean has to be healed. And so, if I'm carrying that metaphor, then... The things that have to be healed, if we're looking for like categories of what has to be healed, they're found in Genesis three. Because after God has the conversation with Adam and Eve about sin, about and and it's all based around sexuality there, uh, and their experience of nakedness and the shame, God issues four curses. God curses the man. God curses the woman. God curses the serpent. And God curses the ground. Yeah. So these are the four things that need to be, like, these are the four categories through which healing needs to occur. The man, the woman, the serpent, and the ground, the earth, the creation. Um, So we will talk about all of those intermittent throughout the series, but... I think the way in which I'm thinking about this, and Clayton and I talked about this off air. I think the way in which I'm thinking about healing is in this kind of meta meta-narr- meta narrative. And so I'm thinking that there's a broad category of healing, and that under that umbrella, there are three three tiers. Physical healing, like your actual body and the experience of existence being healed, emotional healing. And spiritual healing. And within each of those, there are further categories. So within spiritual healing, there are things like um, the message of Jesus and the understanding of liberation and the experience of community and the people of, right, the love of God being experienced through the people of God. Uh, For your physical healing, I think there's doctors. I also think there and we're going to have uh, some kind of conversation about this, uh, there is some substantial research uh, to suggest, even to the point that we're now seeing some federal grants come out uh, for this, about the understanding of drug use with therapy um, as healing and being good and having uh, reputable scientific evidence. Uh, so we're going to have an episode on that.
0: Johns Hopkins is doing a lot of research on the influence of psychedelics on cancer.
1: On cancer. Dang. That's cool. Uh, they've been doing research on psychedelics for emotional, for a long, long and, time. Yeah. Emotional and therapeutic yeah, yeah. healing of but the mind.
0: actual body. Psychedelics and marijuana are being heavily researched in, in the cancer, in, in the influence of cancer. Wow. Uh, Yeah, so
1: we'll do an episode on that. Um, And I also think that there needs to be an episode or there needs to be an understanding of emotional healing, the therapy, the understanding of trauma, because that's the other thing. Um, If we look, and we're going to have some people, some guests come on and help us with these conversations, but if we look at all of these things, Sin and death lead to experiences of trauma, right? If you carry that metaphor, the actual experience of death, if someone very close to you dies in a very traumatic way, that experience of death can be trauma. Yeah. Grief can be trauma, right? All of those things can be trauma. But also the experiences and the effects of sin can lead to trauma, right? So slavery, definitely a sin. People, live with trauma today from the effects of slavery, yeah. right? And so if we're going to have that conversation, we now have research that says, hey, trauma impacts your mind and the way in which your mind thinks and the way in which your emotions uh, experience it. And there's connections in the way in which uh, you're making up responses of those triggers and how your body feels them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there needs to be a category of understanding of healing That's emotional as well. And then yet we also have to understand that you're an integrated person. Yeah. An integrated person and where all of these things are working together.
0: It's almost like it. I actually don't know what you would call this kind of graph, but the kind of graphs that are the circles that like, uh, overlap a Venn diagram. Is that what that is? A Venn diagram? Pretty sure. Um, yeah, it, it's almost like a Venn diagram, if that's really what it's called, where all of these circles overlap and you've got areas that are, you know, independent and then some that cross over in all of the ways.
1: Yes, it is a Venn diagram.
0: A Venn diagram. A Venn diagram. Um, then it, it's it's like a Venn diagram. Yeah, I guess. Um... That would be the only way that I would know to communicate this based on all the things you've said and the way that you're talking about it. Yeah. Like you're talking about it almost like a Venn diagram.
1: So how how do you make up the Venn diagram? What are the circles and what's the middle?
0: So you've got um, healing from the body. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got emotional healing. You've got spiritual healing
1: oh oh i see that okay yeah. No, that's not a venn diagram that's, that's not that's what a, you're talking about no 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 that's a great um wait i guess it could be like this
0: yeah 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 kind of like this yeah
1: a venn diagram um the three the three-tiered venn diagram yeah. yes that yeah that yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah. way to think of it. I was thinking of it as like an umbrella with all of these
0: breakdowns, yeah. kind of like a family tree system. But it's almost like they all kind of work together in one harmonious way.
1: No, you are right. <laughs> they do. And um, they
0: completely overlap in all the ways, but also in separate ways and are also independent of one another. No, you're you know abso- what I mean?
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's a great it's a great analogy for how I'm thinking about it um, as you explain it more. Yeah, I think, you know, all the experiences of sin and death impact us in all of those ways right and so the experience of healing needs to be for all of those things and in the same way i don't think that i don't think that we should think that naturally one vessel of healing is better than another And so like earlier, right, you were so deathly afraid that I was saying, well, Jesus is the answer to all the problems, which, you know, I would never say that, but it was a trigger for you. It was, it absolutely was. No, no, no. We're not saying that at all. We think Jesus is a big answer to a lot of these experiences, but we also think therapy and doctors and medicine, when appropriate, are all also experiences of healing that we should be in pursuit of. Um. And so, and I don't think that we should prioritize or stigmatize one over the other, right? This is a huge problem. If Christians say, oh, well, I'm going to give myself completely over to healing in the name of Jesus. Everybody's like, okay, cool, but you can still go to the doctor. Yeah. Right. And so then they go to the doctor and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to, these two things are going to work in tandem. These two things are going to work in unison. And then somebody goes, well, I think I need therapy. And it's like, oh. Whoa, hold up! There's like this stigma around pursuing. Just read your
0: Bible more. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need to pray more. Just, just, just pray, pray, pray it more. Away. Just read your Bible more. Just just try to understand God more. You'll be fine. Exactly.
1: Is just like well, you just don't understand God well enough, or like you don't need that? Um, and it's definitely not encouraged, which I think is, I mean, partly. Uh, I'm in very uh pretty intense trauma therapy right now, and there's a lot of connections between the way in which therapy helps you unlock your own voice, uh, and the things that you're experiencing and feeling. And if you get the right therapist, you know how the how the divinity element of that is also interacting. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't suit very well to someone who's trying to indoctrinate you and control you. Um, And so maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's because it's connected to, you know, all the crazy, weird, psychiatric horror films that are out in existence in the world. But for some reason, there's some kind of stigma around mental health. And we're going to talk a lot about therapy. We're going to have at least one therapist come on and uh, as a guest. And like. There just can't be a stigma around therapy. Like we've got to get over that. It's it's a pursuit of healing in the way in which all of these things are a pursuit of healing.
0: Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. Um, I think therapy is a very valuable part, um, of which is a connection to kind of what we're talking about on practicing presence right now. Also.
1: Yeah. These, these two series are very close.
0: They've, they really are very close and they overlap in a lot of ways. Therapy is useful in helping to take the step to loving yourself more, which is a part of that, like, emotional yeah. healing and that spiritual healing. Uh, hell, even, like, uh, physical body healing. You know, like, loving yourself more is a huge step in all of that. Of course. Um, and I think therapy... Helps you to be able to take a step back and look at your life holistically and tell your imposter, yeah, to shut the hell up. Yeah, um, now there are also other ways to do this. Um, therapy, I think, is the most effective way and the one that I would recommend to everyone. Um, but You know, like we're going to talk about drug use is another way that like is heavily talked about as like opening this, this side of you that sees yourself and the world in a different way. Yeah. I I think the way in which you view yourself and you view the world is very impactful on your healing. Yeah. Whether or not you are ready to heal almost like until you can change that perspective. You're kind of hindered.
1: Yeah. No, you are. Um, it's a great point. You need to unlock. You need to unlock your own voice. You need to unlock uh, who who you are supposed to be, not who somebody's telling you to be. And the reason that's so important,
0: yeah. I, I would actually take it further. It's not just like living your own person. That is absolute, absolutely a piece of it but the way in which you and your own person views the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm... Well, but yeah, but that view is for a purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah. That view is for a voice. That Mm. view is for a difference. Okay, Um, cool. And I think, you know, if we're going to talk about healing, and I'm a preacher, so, you know, you can't can't miss a good opportunity to drop a Jesus story. Um, There's this great story in... The Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter five, and Luke is a great gospel because Luke, Luke is the gospel for the oppressed. Luke, Luke is the gospel for the outcast. Luke is the gospel for the outsider. Um, and so he ends, and he's a doctor, and so he ends up coming with lots of great healing metaphors. The most common one is the parable of the Good Samaritan. That that story is only found in the Gospel of Luke. And so here's one, and it goes, uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 27. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. He got up, left everything, and followed him. Then Levi gave a great banquet for him in his house. There was a large crowd of tax letters and other Pharisees at the table with him. So they went and got this heinous person in society. Jesus said, Come on, bro. And then he went back into his world. And that dude threw him a big party with all of his terrible people friends, right? Verse 30, the Pharisees, the religious folk, and their scribes were complaining to his disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with the tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I've come to call not the righteous, but the sinner to repentance. And I don't think that necessarily means in some kind of way that Um, there's like an impressive righteousness. I think he's speaking into them and they're like probing questions. Like they're they're holier-than-thou uprightness. But...
0: As Jesus seems to constantly do. (laughs) Correct.
1: And so for me, the way in which I interpret that and the way in which I'm thinking about this metaphor holistically is that if I believe that each and every person here is made in the image and likeness of God, and that they are in pursuit of divinity, that they're in pursuit of likeness, and we're all just trying to work it out in our own way and get there in our own, like, however we can progress. Jesus' metaphor of healing is, hey, I'm coming coming as a healer. I'm coming in to heal uh, people who are broken by the effects of sin and death and trauma in the world because... I want the best version of you for your voice and the thing that I'm asking you to do, for the way in which I'm asking you to be kind, to make a difference, to be a light in the world. Um, the best healed version of you, the, the most whole version of you is the best one to accomplish that journey, that that goal, that that purpose. Uh, to be this expression of divinity out into a broken world. The healed version of you is the best version of you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.